0: To Peace, Love, and Robots, a podcast about anything and everything and all that is in between. I am your host, Jeremy, and this is episode number 17 for December 30th, 2020. Woo! In just about 48 hours, we'll be looking at the light of another year, and I cannot be alone in hoping that that particular light at the end of the tunnel is not a train this time. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the ads you hear at the beginning and end of the show. So if you listen all the way through, I will be forever in your debt. All right. I hope your Christmas, if you celebrate it, was as wonderful as mine was <laughs> uh it, in a year full of its own highs and lows and challenges big and small uh, the normalcy of a quiet day with family was kind of a nice reprieve, wasn't it? I didn't even look at uh the news and unfortunately there was some stuff some stuff that happened in the news that day but uh, uh it was just nice to uh to sort of relax right but it was a long week despite that (laughs) it really was and i fully intended on spending this episode talking about what was good in this past year and i'm gonna do that but i'd be remiss if i didn't take a moment to talk about brody lee A few episodes ago, I mentioned my love of pro wrestling. I, I confess to you, and honestly, I'm I've been planning on keeping wrestling talk on this show at a minimum. I, not not everybody is into that stuff, and and I want to be as uh, accessible to the everyday person as possible. So wrestling sort of you know falls on the fringe for a lot of people. So, but sometimes things happen, and it makes uh, talking about it unavoidable. And um, the death of Jonathan Huber, who performed as Luke Harper in the WWE and as Brody Lee pretty much everywhere else, is one of those things I just have to talk about. It's not because I'm a wrestling fan that I want to talk about it, really. It's not just because he was only 41 and in the prime of his life. It's the larger story of a man who, all accounts, was a doting father a loving husband who worked hard to provide for his family, doing something that he loved. And if the countless tributes online are any indication, you can look on Twitter. They're all over the place. He was also a guy in a business full of deplorable people. He was actually one of the good guys, beloved by everybody. John portrayed an absolute crazy person on screen, a madman, if you will. And whether he was sporting this big disheveled beard and a dirty tank top, or more recently, a manicured beard, still long, but uh, he had a not top ponytail and he wore well tailored suits. As a character overall, he was a vicious, take no prisoners kind of wrestler and a fantastic heel, which is wrestle speak for bad guy. But the best actors are able to portray any characteristic. And he was really a remarkable actor. He, not only was he wrestling in the ring as an actor, but he, was, he acted in a film. And I think he did some TV appearances as well. Because he's really good at it. And because the John that people knew outside of the ring was soft-spoken, kind, and very, <laughs> very funny. Um... I had the privilege of meeting him a few times for a time. I was a co-host on a pro wrestling radio show here in Rochester called the pain clinic, which is still on the air on 1280 AM WHTK. And you can also find it online. If you just search for pain clinic, pro wrestling talk show, it'll be pretty easy to find. And John was a hometown guy. He grew up in Rochester and he loved it here. And he loved everything about the city, and until he signed with AEW, All Elite Wrestling, he lived here, <laughs> even though he could have moved whenever he wanted at that point. And, uh, well, he actually moved down to where he was in Florida before he signed with AEW, but that's besides the point. I don't want to get my facts all mixed up, but he did move to Florida after a while. Um, but... He visited the, the pain clinic at least once during my tenure. He actually was a former co-host. He was on the show long before I was. And he was really a great guy. He had this infectious sense of humor and it was sometimes dark, but very funny. Never mean spirited. Uh, everything he did was like a gentle ribbing on people that he loved. And uh, he was incredibly humble for a guy who had pretty much the world that is at his feet. He could have done anything. Um, and he was just a very, very humble guy, very kind. Um, he, I, I once even, I encountered him outside of the context of the radio show because I, uh, for a while I worked as a toll collector on the thruway and uh, he came through my lane and I yelled his name, Brody Lee, from my booth. <laughs> and he laughed and he said hi to me by name. And that kind of showed how, how cool he was. He not only said hello, but he remembered who I was because of the radio show. You know, I'm just a, you know, a normal guy um, and he didn't have to remember my name, but he did. And I thought it was cool. Um, the world is a little sadder without a minute and my heart just breaks for his wife Amanda and their two sons. He uh, passed away suddenly from a lung ailment that was not COVID related at all. That uh, sort of came on rather quickly through the uh, late fall into uh, December and he passed away the day after Christmas. And my heart just is torn for that wife who just loved him and he loved and adored and these, these two little boys that are going to grow up without their dad, but, um, he, he was, you know, a incredible incredible dad. Just there's video footage of him online, um, that just <laughs> destroyed me the night he passed away. People were sharing videos of him with his kids and pictures of him with his kids. And, uh. I am looking forward, actually, to uh, tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, which has been promoted as a celebration of his life. They put all their storylines on hold, and tonight's basically uh, a card full of matches being put together in his honor, as well as one that his oldest son, Brody, who I think is nine, he might be eight, I don't remember, eight or nine years old. And uh, he was the one who selected who he wanted in the match. I don't know if he put together the match, you know, what the finish would be, who would win, all that. But um, I think that's kind of cool. But I don't know how I'm going to feel while I'm watching it. But I'm pretty sure, because I'm a very sensitive guy, that my eyes won't be dry by the end. Um, So if it means anything from this humble podcaster with a following that could fill a thimble, rest in peace, Mr. Huber. And uh, one last thing, if you're a wrestling fan, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com and pick up a Brody Lee t-shirt in his memory. Because all the proceeds from the sales of his shirts are going to go directly to his family, which is kind of cool. And if you don't need a Brody Lee shirt and you'd be more interested in somebody a little more mainstream like CM Punk or Mick Foley, those two guys, they both graciously offered to donate all their proceeds from sales in their pro wrestling tea stores throughout the month of January to the family. And that's really, really cool. Um, I, I ordered a t-shirt, uh, today as a matter of fact, and, um, it was the least I could do. And I love wrestling and I, and I loved Brody, um, from a distance and I'm, uh, still a little, uh, I'm affected by this and it's not because I was close to him. At all. There are people who are much closer, but I think about him and I think about his family and what they're going through and they have my prayers and uh, they have my thoughts and uh, yeah, that's about it. I got to take a break for a second. Okay. (laughs) Uh, With all that said, (laughs) I'm going to try to do what I wanted to do this week. 2020. was a dumpster fire wasn't it (laughs) we had a pandemic a lockdown civil unrest a contentious presidential election there were rumors of world war three back in january if you remember that and that's not even mentioning the natural disasters that hit various parts of the world including i think nashville was where they got a tornado back in march it was uh this this year was pretty bad and I won't be alone in being thankful for this year being over. It wasn't the worst year ever. I mean, there's times during the bubonic plague, I'm sure where where where, uh, where things were pretty bad, much worse than we have it. at least we have Netflix <laughs> but um I I can't be alone being thankful that 2020 will be over in just about two days. but it couldn't have been all that bad, right? Could it? I mean there were some good things. So let's talk about the good in 2020 for a minute, okay? Let's start with online. There was some good news starring John Krasinski. He did this for a number of weeks towards the beginning of the pandemic, and he uh, I think he retired it you know, probably in June or maybe middle of May. I don't remember. But it was really, really fun to see uh, the good stuff that was happening around our country in the midst of lockdown and pandemic. And I don't think I went a single episode without tearing up a little bit with some of the things he did. Like he got, uh, this young girl, she missed out on her birthday trip to see Hamilton. And he got the entire cast of Hamilton to show up and sing her favorite song to her. And that was kind of cool. And, uh, he did a bunch of stuff for doctors and nurses and stuff. And just a great guy. And that was, that was the best thing online, you know, for all the crap that's on the internet, it's good to see good stuff, and some good news was it. Uh, 2020 also saw the release of some great music, and whether it be Tyson Motzenbacher, Someday I'll Make It All Up To You. I know John Mark McMillan put a new album out. Damian Gerardo did a album called What's New Tomboy that came out. Mike Herrera from MXPX had a new record. I mean, there's a lot of good music that came out in 2020, but my favorites, they're, it was a one-two punch of uh, William Prince's Reliever and then Gospel First Nation. Reliever was released in February and Gospel First Nation was released in October. Sort of companion albums to each other. And uh, they were, they're were they awesome. I'm normally rather middle of the road when it comes to country music. I can take it or leave it. But these two records are so good, they transcend the genre of country. It's just, uh, if you don't know who he is, it's William Prince and... Uh, Your homework is to try to get acquainted with his work in the new year. Okay. Look him up. He's on everywhere. Um, He even has a podcast where he goes over every song and plays every song on on each album that you can check out. Um, So you don't even have to buy anything. You could just listen to his, his, uh, his, his uh, podcast, but, and you get a little insight into who he is too. That's kind of cool, but he's an indigenous performer from Manitoba, Canada. And His uh, work is reminiscent of Johnny Cash. He has a very booming voice and his lyrics are very gospel tinged. And I first heard him in 2019 and I instantly became a fan country music or not. It's just good music. So check out William Prince. I think 2020 might be the first year in over two decades that I did not step foot in a movie theater. And that's very, very weird Uh, I I used to go to the movies at least four or five times a year, I think. Um, I mean, with all the Marvel movies, of course, but there was, you know, time. I'm a film guy, so I loved going to the theater, but I didn't go at all this year, which is weird. Studios studios had no idea what to do in 2020. They pushed release dates back for a lot of movies, but then they tried releasing them as digital rentals or purchases. And because of this, I didn't see a whole lot of movies. The one exception was Bill and Ted's Face the Music, uh, which I loved, and I talked about it on my first episode of this show. So go back and check it out. It's a great, it's a great movie. I loved it. And uh, streaming services, they were able to get a few first-run films also. And my favorite probably of the year was the Ron Howard directed adaptation of Hillbilly Elegy, available on Netflix. It came out, I think, in November. Um I wanted actually to do a full review of the movie on this podcast but I never got to it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do that another time. But I don't know, it's not exact, exactly uh, fresh now. <laughs> but um it it's it was a great adaptation of a book that seemed to be impossible to film, but it moved me in ways that the book did. And the performances of Glenn Close as Mema and Amy Adams who played JD Vance's mom They're just top-notch. They're incredible actresses and uh, deserve all the accolades they get. And then there was TV. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of live TV in 2019, and it continued in 2020. I don't watch a lot of live TV. I don't have the time to, so I will stream things. With the occasional episode of Jeopardy, or I, I do watch every episode of AEW Dynamite Live, but I stuck to streaming for the most part. And the highlight of streaming TV for me was hands down Cobra Kai. And it was new to me. It wasn't new because it was on YouTube Red, which I don't think anybody subscribed to. But uh, it was new to me and it came out in August and I absolutely loved it. Binging that show over just a few days was a total delight. And I'm really looking forward to season three, which comes out this Friday, January 1st, starting 2020 2021 off uh, in a good way. I'm very, very excited about that and uh, looking forward to it. I didn't read nearly as much in 2020 as I would have liked. I did listen to a lot of books on audio audible or through Libby with my library. Um, But the best book that I read, which I'm probably going to read again was Adorning the Dark by Andrew Peterson. It's a great book about creativity and the kingdom of God. It's a great read for artists of any medium and uh, I do plan on going back and revisiting it because it's that good and it's a good reminder. And uh, I did recently get a Kindle Paperwhite, which will make reading a bit easier for me in the coming year. I think I'm going to try to read one book a month. Read or listen to on Audi- Audible. I think uh, that's a good goal to have. But I'll, go- I'll talk about goals next week. Personally, 2020 was a good year. I started this podcast. And here I am, 17 weeks in a row. Even though this show and last week's show were later than I'd have liked, because I, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on vacation from work, so I'm a little more relaxed in my schedule. But uh, I've I'm 17 weeks in a row. That's pretty good for me, and I plan on continuing. I also completed National Podcast Post Month, and I talked about that a lot. And I'm also planning on taking the manuscripts from those shows, and I mentioned that I'm going to put them together for a book hopefully for release before the middle of 2021. Let's uh, see how that goes. I also owe a lot of my organizational success to the bullet journal method. Shout out to Ryder Carroll. I've been bullet journaling since February of this year. I plan on continuing to do so. It really helped me document this crazy year as best as I could. And I've been going through the year as I finish up my first bullet journal and uh, seeing all the great things that happened this year. It's been great. So if you uh, have trouble staying organized and don't like regular planners, check out The Bullet Journal Method by Ryder Carroll. Good book. That's another book I read this year, and it impacted me a lot. Anyway, how about you? What did you love about 2020? I know it was a tough year, but did you do anything that you enjoyed? What did you read? What did you watch or even listen to this year that you'd love to share with a friend? You can feel free to let me know by sending an email to robotspod at gmail.com. That's peaceloveandrobotspod at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail at 585-371-8986. That's 585-371-8986. When I hear from you, if you keep it clean, I just might share it on the next episode. Love to hear from you. With that, it's time to button up 2020. So long, 2020. I, for one, will be enjoying a quiet New Year's Eve with my family. But if you have the time, you know, before the end of the year, I'd love for you to rate, review, and share the show. It's not hard to find. I'm on Apple and Google Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most recently, Audible. How cool is that? And if uh, John Huber, the late Brody Lee, had anything to say about it, he'd say, Peace loving robots. Yeah, 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 yeah.